0: What it do with the business is.
1: It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou.
0: Man, holla at your boy, Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social media. Yes, sir. I am Spike Lou on those same social
1: sites. Holla at your boy, boy. Speaking of social sites, first of all, how was your week?
0: Oh, I was good. I can't complain.
1: It wasn't nothing crazy. It wasn't nothing spectacular. Man, I almost got out of there on Spotify today. Spotify went down today. Just when I wanted to hear a song, it went down. It was down for like four hours, dude. I was out. I signed up for Apple Music and everything. As you should, you should have already been there. But Apple Music's formatting sucks. That's not true. That's the big thing, though. Once you get used... That's how motherfuckers get you. That's why I still have an iPhone. Once you get used to the formatting, it's over. Like, they got you. (laughs) You Ain't no switching to Androids. I'm on iPhone. I couldn't find songs that I was looking for. I was like, I'm out. You get used to it, though. You get used to it. You do, but, you know... being our age, you, you don't True. want to get used to it. I want the shit to be normal. So I was pissed off at Spotify today.
0: I need that learning curve to be super short. Facts. I'm trying um, to sit here and
1: figure this shit out. That's why I ain't on TikTok.
0: And it, yeah, exactly. And I done <laughs> had 10 people ask me to get a TikTok, and I'm not. Nah. You not to
1: do this shit, nigga. <laughs> I
0: don't feel like learning nothing new right now, though. Facts. Um, hey, man, action-packed episode today, guys. Beanie Siegel turned down the bag from Yay. Young Thug says, man, social media makes him depressed. And it's Thanksgiving time, guys. It's right around the corner. So we're going to talk about what we're thankful for this year in the rap game. But first, we've got two sets of Snoop Dogg news. Uh All right. First, he's got his brand new uh, Def Jam gig. He made a big dog splash, signing Benny the Butcher to the legendary Def Jam records. and. He also apparently has a TV series in the works regarding his murder case from the early '90s. It's in production, done by your boy 50 Cent. Mm. Which one of these two stories stood out to you the most for Snoop Dogg?
1: Um, I'm not sure if we talked about Snoop being an executive at we Def did. Jam on here. We did.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I wasn't, it was wasn't, a W.
1: It was a W. Perfect. So if say, if I wasn't in support of it, I am now. I don't think that there's a job on earth that I wouldn't hire Snoop to do. That's a good point. Like easily. He was on with Joe Rogan, had a good three hour and a half interview. And he was just talking about how he's able to obtain all of this. Sponsorship. He was like, bro, I just be myself. Like, He's like most of the people that I deal with in this industry, the reason that they don't make it, aren't successful, haven't been around as long as me, because they just don't enjoy being themselves like I do. Now to answer your question about being himself, it's the movie. I love mm. this for culture. I love this. It reminded me of the OJ case when they did the whole thing on FX about his trial. Yep. This would be the same thing, but the hip hop version in my eyes. I hope that 50 hires the right people to do this. And I hope that they do this better than the... the soap opera type drama that the other series do because this is more based in real life and i just really hope that he uses this opportunity to grow because we've talked about this before taking moments out of hip-hop and making them stories making that stuff not like tales not like the shit that god he does but real moments out of hip-hop and making that a story and snoop murder was a case i think was the perfect way to start this you probably could get in to the time that 50 got shot and a lot of more things that happen in hip-hop. I want to read the tagline that really sold me on this. It makes me think that 50 has some professionals. It says, a moment in time, when the dream you have been wishing for feels like a nightmare, you think you, have, you, think you know, but you have no idea. Fire. That's a good tagline right there for a movie. I'm definitely waiting on that show and I hope 50 does it right.
0: Yeah, uh, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was thinking people versus OJ, bro. That's exactly what I was thinking. And if they do that, it'll be fire. Um, but since you already spoke to that, I'm going to take the other one. Snoop signing Benny to Def Jam. We've talked about this several times. Def Jam is underwater. Mm. And, and, it, and it used to be the GOAT label. That's where everybody wanted to go to. That's where Russell, LL, you know, meth. I, the, the, the list is forever of who has been on Def Jam. They haven't had a star in a very long time. And nowadays when everybody has independent labels, a big boy label like Def Jam doesn't really hit the same. People care more about boutique labels. They're repping Griselda. You know, mm-hmm. they're repping Dream Chasers, MMG. That would, that's what gets rep nowadays. So the Def Jams, the Universals, that take a back seat. I like this. I think if this was done, this makes me miss kind of our youth because if this would have been Source Double XL days, Def Jam would have signed about four or five people and they would have been on the cover of the latest magazine. It would have made a bigger splash. It would have made a bigger impact. Mm-hmm. Showing Benny on Instagram signing paperwork to Def Jam. That's one in a thousand pictures that I saw yesterday on Instagram. And so it's still cool, and I still think it is something that could work, and it's a it's a step in the right direction. It just doesn't have the same splash as it would have 15 years ago when we used to go to the store and, and go to Kroger and get magazines. And it'd be new when we walked in the store and saw it right there in our face, like, oh, shit, as opposed to one in a million things I saw that day. So it's cool. It's a step in the right direction, but I don't think it's as big of a deal as I want it to be or if Def Jam needs it to be.
1: It's cool, 100%, but my question to you is, to me that just says that Benny isn't the guy. Like Benny's not the guy that I'm putting to be a superstar and building Def Jam around. He's good, he's good for Griselda, he's great. In the boutique label lane. He's a good piece. Good piece, Yeah. but when you are talking about, like you said, magazines, like he ain't in the front when that magazine come out. And if it like if Young Thug had signed a Def Jam yesterday and was just on Instagram signing papers, it would have been a big deal. And mm. I only say that to say not knocking Benny, I just don't think that he's a star to build a label around. It. It's not going to make a lot of waves when you have a Benny the Butcher signing in 2021. Now, his flow and what he talks about and and how he presents himself in the rap game is just not what the youth and the people that are more um people that are moving the units people yeah, that are so. out there in the festivals like benny ain't that type of dude so again like you said it's a big deal for us it's a big deal for def jam in the sense of being relevant but i still don't think like you said this brings them up from water this doesn't make a big enough splash because it's benny if it was somebody else then maybe but i don't think that they can even get that somebody else benny is the biggest fish that def jam can get right now and that's saying a lot
0: but think it about it though he ain't Think think good. about it. Think about if Snoop would have took the picture with three or four Bennies, and been like, "Nigga, we the new Def Jam," and maybe Give like an one example. or two young cats. You me, me an or two- example,
1: like Dave East. Nah, that like ain't who? enough. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm it, trying to it,
0: think of who. Like like if it was Cordae, okay. If it was Benny. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if it was like a young nigga, like it, like, and it was like four or five like of them ESTG standing right there, or somebody. It was somebody like that. That shit would have been. That would have made a a. It would be like, whoa, hold on now. Like, Dev Jam ain't book. like they. Like, you remember? I don't know if you remember when Puma was like, we finna get back in the game. I remember they did that. Nigga, violation. they signed everybody. Nigga, they, they they went after all the lottery picks. They like, nigga, y'all gonna read about this and in, in all of the blogs and all of the whatever. We're back. We're making a splash. We're going after all the top picks. Like I think if Dev Jam was aggressive like that, then it would make a bigger deal. But just Benny signing the paper today, and then maybe somebody signing in February, and it's like, eh, it ain't it ain't the same. Wendy
1: spoke a little bit about leverage. It was surprising to me to see this with the leverage that I know that Benny has to go to Dev Jam. I
0: mean, he got to it though, because they desperate.
1: Uh, who Dev Jam?
0: Yeah, they desperate. You think they cut the check? Hell yeah, big boy check. Yes,
1: not turn. You can't turn this down, money.
0: Yes. Snoop Snoop understands that business side. Now he knows what it's gonna take to get a nigga like Benny. Snoop ain't created that deal. Snoop just made the call
1: though. Snoop just made the call and was like, how much you need? And he probably gave him an outrageous number. And Snoop went back and said, this is what he said he won't. And they was like, well, we'll give him this. And Snoop was like, look, young blood, it's gonna make me look good and make (laughs) you look good. Take this. I promise you, I'm gonna gonna rock out with you. You gonna, and that's what happened. Like it's a big, had, like, this is a brilliant move by Def Jam to have Snoop signing people. Like, that, that's brilliant. Like, I love that because I feel like without Def Jam, I mean, excuse me, without Snoop, Benny not signing to Def Jam.
0: Nah. I ain't, I I
1: ain't signing with y'all, But Snoop nah. here, most famous rapper in the world working with y'all. Okay. I want to at least hear what you got to say. And you got me in the room. You got big pockets. Let's do it. I agree. I felt like that. All right. Speaking of the aforementioned Corday, mm-hmm. he went on a Twitter rant the other day, man. And he said, you know what? Most of these rappers out here are only pro-black when it's convenient. Went on to call rappers Oreos. You Don't know what that means. It's black on the outside and white on the inside. Animal Brown, my question to you. Do rappers only support pro-blackness when it's convenient?
0: Man, I, listen, I understand why he would say that. And mm. I'm going to tell you the first person I thought about when he said this. And I'm not saying that this is the case mm-hmm. or this is even who he was alluding to. Mm-hmm. but i immediately thought of lil baby what with his record the bigger picture coming off the george floyd shit uh, that's immediately what i thought of but here's the thing i and i'm not even saying that i feel like he was he did that like purposefully i feel like people adapt to the times okay and they take advantage of opportunities and i don't mean that in a negative sense but it's what people are talking about. So if you're a if you're a top tier rapper and the world is talking about George Floyd and activism and stuff, and then you come out with a song and they got nothing to do with none of that, some people are looking to you to be a voice for them, and so you have to adapt and you have to speak about what the, what the streets are talking about. And if that's what's going on in the streets, then that's what. If I'm a little baby who had never, to my knowledge, made a political air quote song before. He made that one and it was successful and a good record in, a, in the whole. It didn't seem forced or nothing. So then you then it works. I want, I would love to ask Corday, what's the difference between that and what he's alluding to and who he's alluding to? Because you see it all the time, Jeezy had a woke album, air quote. T.I. had a, the us or else when the activism stuff was going on. That was his one project. And then he abandoned it and went to something else. Like, is that what he's referring to? Because that happens. But sometimes that's just people speaking on current events. And I can't knock you having your ear to the street and speaking on current events, but there's a thin line between that and what Cordae is talking about. And it could go either way.
1: Mm. I'm not going to let you shit on little baby. Uh, first and foremost, I, I I feel like that was directed at a Kendrick Lamar. And here's Hell the no. The Absolutely. Fuck? And the reason being, no, first of all, he's the top of the game. I have no like little baby ain't in Corday's lane. I was like, he's aiming up.
0: Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he's
1: aiming up and he's aiming at people in the similar lane to him. Like, people give oh, okay. Kendrick Lamar credit for being a conscious rapper a lot, but some people criticize him and say, Hey, when all of this is going on, I haven't heard from you in five years, bro. It wasn't a George Floyd song, it ain't to pimp a butterfly didn't re release like none of that, my nigga. you just been silent. And I think that with the new album coming out. Young blood on the block trying to take that lane and be more serious, more vocal about it. I think that he's aiming at it, Kendrick Lamar. Though, like, because his brand is built around pro-blackness with the to exactly. pimp a butterfly album. Those other people, I think those are just songs. I don't even think that he was paying attention to them. But to to define what pro-blackness is, it's a lifestyle that encourages the economic growth and development of the black people as a whole, with the purpose of increasing the wealth of population of black people around the world. I don't think that no rapper dabs in and out of it. Like I feel like the most rappers in order to be popular and successful amongst black people in the positions that they're in, they can't shun away from black. Like, I don't see, I don't see a lot of people doing that publicly. You had an example, maybe with Kanye with the Trump shit, but even he came and explained his thought process. Not to say that I agree with it because mm-hmm. I don't, but he at least explained the process and what his thought process was of how that would advance black people. I don't see any rappers out here straight Uncle Tom and it. And and so I disagree with him in that, in, in the statement that he said, I don't think that it's true, but I do think that he meant that at Kendrick Lamar because he's been so silent. And the convenient part of it that he meant was, hey, you can put to pimp a butterfly out when everything is cool and everybody's listening to Drake. But now that people want to hear social commentary, dudes, you got on a white fursuit and extensions in your hair with stacks on and nobody knows what's going on with you. Speaking of Kendrick Lamar's latest appearance. yeah, I feel like that's what striked all of this from Cordae.
0: Kendrick Lamar looked like he had been dating Erica Badu. Hey, he
1: definitely been in the Andre's three stacks closet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shout out Literally to my guy upset. Yoski, man. He he sent me that dude. I, busted well, I was out laughing. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, you ain't lying, nigga." I don't know what Kendrick, Lam-. but then again, it's been so long since we done really just seen him, man. It ain't no telling. I mean, I um, but I mean, I listen. I I I fuck with Corday. I would love for him to say names so we know it's real. <laughs> Let's be specific. Mm but uh mm-hmm. that'll never happen he doesn't come off as that kind of guy giving that energy he just expressing his how he feel about shit and what he's seeing that he might not be that he might not like and i ain't mad at it but
1: yeah i ain't mad at him for coming out i think he taking he trying to take it early so he's trying to establish himself in this game he got a new album coming out He taking shots at kendrick i feel like i can rap with you
0: my nigga yeah don't do that mad though that. uh he <laughs> ain't bit off <laughs> Jesus smoking on top fives man hey um listen because
1: that nigga dressed funny
0: All yeah, right. that's what I'm saying yeah don't yeah don't do All that right. don't sleep. um next up man your man young thug took the to social media to say god damn it I'm depressed this social media shit is for the birds it's killing me meek Mill co-signed that said he agreed my question are you surprised that social media depresses celebrities absolutely because they made it this way
1: like, I remember when Twitter was normal. I don't know if Instagram ever been normal. Yeah. But probably not. Regular people wanting the ones on there, like putting the money phones up, showing the stars in the race or the double R's in the Rolls Royce behind the head. See, like, that didn't start with normal people. People was on Instagram taking pictures, people on Twitter having fun. Until niggas like Meek Mill and Young Thug ruined it with, hey, look at what I got 24-7. So yeah, it's depressing to you now because you're seeing all of these people following the trends that you guys set on social media. That's the first thing. The second thing is I'm surprised that you niggas even have time to sit here and scroll on it long enough (laughs) to be depressed. Bro, I'm not famous. I'm not even half as busy as I think that Young Thug and Meek Mill is. Bro, I got like 15 minutes for Instagram a day. Maybe. (laughs) And I'm out of there. Like, I'm not sitting here scrolling and wondering, oh, man, this is crazy. Let me click on this and let me read this caption. And what is Shade Room talking about? I don't care, bro. I'm trying to build an empire as I assume that these niggas are. So how would you be on here long enough to get depressed? That <laughs> shit is weird to me that these niggas come out and say that I feel like they just playing into a trend. I do not believe it at all.
0: I, I definitely believe it. Because you got to think, for that 15 minutes that they're on, mm-hmm. the shit that they're seeing in their DMs, the comments that they're seeing. I can only imagine it's bananas. Mm. And everybody lo- loves a train wreck, bro. So it could be a thousand people showing love and meet comments. You know, the one comment that's going to stand out is the one that's calling him some slaw. It's you. the one that's saying his album is trash. Mm. That's going to stand out. And you can only take but so much of that before it's like, okay, now I got to say something.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm young thug, though. I can put this phone down, literally go fuck any bitch that you want to fuck, <laughs> Ride in any car that you want to ride in. Go buy anything that you want to buy at the mall, my nigga. I can do that. I can put this phone down and do that. That is nuts to me. The niggas like, they're like somebody on a lower level who might not be where they've seen. like, these niggas have seen ultimate success, dude. If things depress you, it should be not getting shit accomplished. Not sitting on Instagram worried about what other motherfuckers got going on. This is baffling to me. Like, I was, I was floored by this headline. I couldn't believe it. I ain't gonna lie, but he, he, Offset also just just on another Offset also came out when it was down for six hours. Instagram, he came out and said he was addicted. I didn't know what to do for six hours when I didn't have Instagram. You
0: See what I'm saying? I don't, I don't believe that, dude. Well, well, they're still human beings, and human people are definitely tied to IG and social media. But I ain't gonna lie. Anytime I'm too busy to hop on that shit for a day, that shit feels great. Like I like don't even miss it. But that's what I'm saying. You don't miss it. You don't even realize you're like, damn, I ain't been on all day. That shit crazy. Damn. Like that shit feels good. And I would think I, any way possible, if I'm meek, if I'm offset, if I'm young thug, I would try to stay busy. To where I'm not fucking with it. Cause it is a mind thing, bro. Like niggas is humans, dude. Like I don't whether you, you are a fan of their music or not, they still regular niggas. They put on pants one leg at a time, dude. So that shit is attracting to them. They're their search, what's the what's their explore shit on Instagram? Looks like everybody else's explorer shit, dude. And sometimes mm-hmm. that shit is hard to put down. Like it just is what it is. It's I can't expect the them to be right. any different than any regular person walking the earth. Facts. It's built to be addictive, and,
1: I, and I'm not being dismissive of people being addicted to it, and I 100% agree with that. Y'all niggas are trend sellers, though. Meek Mill, Young Thug, if it's depressing, change it. Be positive on there. Reach out to motherfuckers. Do giveaways. Like, there's a hundred ways for niggas in their position to turn Instagram around and make it positive. Just try one of them. That's true. Alright, before we get into what we're thankful for in this Thanksgiving episode of the On Deck TV podcast, we want to leave the quick hits with Benny Siegel. Benny Siegel Followed up with Kanye West in that $50 million promise because Benny Siegel created the name Yeezy, and we all know where that's gotten Kanye West. Mm-hmm. When offered the $50 million, Benny Siegel put a comment out and said, you know what? I'd rather learn how to fish from Kanye West than take the fish, a.k.a. the 50 million, and that is what's going to set me up for success. Animal Brown, if Kanye West offers you $50 million awesome game. Which one are you taking?
0: (laughs) Yo, this is hilarious, and this plays right into the whole. Would you have dinner with Jay Z or fifty thousand dollar discussion? Percent thought that too. Just it's the exact same discussion, except fifty thousand is far from fifty million. And anybody saying that they would rather have the game or be taught how to fish, nigga, you are a goddamn lie. Run them fifty ms in a check. Wire it to me however it needs to go. Let me get that up off you. That's a drop in the bucket for these billions and billions of dollars you've made off of the nickname that I gave you 15 years ago. We're going to make this real simple. Here's my (laughs) wire number, my routing information. Run them 50. Oh, You were just capping with the 50. It's only 30. That's fine. You can run them 30, dude. I don't need I'll see you when I see you. I can pay for the game with 50 million. I don't have to get it directly from yay. Yeah, <laughs> You'll like, never catch yay. You be like, bro, I just want to learn how to fish. And then nigga number has changed nigga the next day. Nigga, do, 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 The number you have dialed. No, you're not <laughs> going to do me any kind of way. Dude. Nah,
1: nah. Uh, yeah, absolutely not, bro. They, if you can't figure out how to fish for 50 million, then you don't deserve it. I probably like, I ain't even been hard on niggas or that. But if you got 50 million, you're like, no, you know what? I'd rather had a game. You don't deserve 50 million. Because you don't know what like, to do with the game. Because <laughs> you don't know what you're going to do with the game. I feel like he's hearing Kanye West say $7 billion and seeing him move around. He think, oh, I can do that. Newsflash for you, Benny Siegel, you can't. No. Kanye West is a special dude. Regardless of how people feel about him right now, regardless if you think he's a genius or not, he is a special dude. He got into that a little bit on the Drink Champs episode. Benny Siegel ain't that. Like, my nigga, I can sit here and talk to you for days on end and years. You'll never have what Kanye West has. Take the $50 million, do state property. I seen young Chris right there with him when he was uh, making this announcement. Like, do you? But expecting to do Kanye West and learning game from him and thinking that you're going to make $7 billion, as Kanye West claims he has, that's nuts. That goes to the line with Benny Siegel, what Jay-Z said about Biggs. Like, yeah. I ain't trying to change you, my nigga. I'm just trying to teach you some game. How yeah. long ago was that? That was a while ago. Bro, you still ain't learned game yet? Jay was <laughs> trying to teach you game 25 years ago, my <laughs> nigga. Take the 50 million. Come on, bro. You already you could have learned from the best teacher, my nigga. You jacked that.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Listen, I will say this, though. Shout out to my guy, S. Wash. We were talking about this. And he's made, he made a good point. He said, are we sure we want Benny Siegel handed over a check for 50 million at one time. Are we sure mm-hmm. we want that to happen? Be- Beans might not, he might not see 2022 too. We, you had a wrong person 50 M's bro, it could it could be a disaster. That is a this, fact. Let's be honest. Beans talked about how he used to spend back in the day. He, he was the nigga that bought two three is and three rolls at once and I get it, that was a while ago. He's probably grown from then I hope, but I only want him to relapse. Like if you do break them off, man, it need to be some stock options to where it's a little bit difficult to get to, or you know what I'm saying just some annulments or something. (laughs) Please don't get a nigga fifty million at one time, bro. (laughs) Would you feel guilty if you
1: gave a nigga fifty million dollars and he killed himself? That's what I'm. You, you, of course, you would. Yes. Yeah, my nigga, that's on you because you didn't get that broke you out fifty million, my nigga, and you jackballed it, drunk yourself to death. And did fucking drugs. My nigga, you deserve to be wherever you at. I'm sorry, (laughs) my nigga. I ain't. Fuck that. If I I got you, you better hire some help. My nigga, come on, bro. Like, I get what you're saying. 100%. It is dangerous to hand him a check, but I wouldn't feel sorry if I was Kanye. My nigga, I'll hire you a financial advisor, a life coach better listen to what he's saying, man.
0: Turning them 50 down is bananas, and probably cap if we pay 100%. Kanye West ain't giving nobody $50 million, let's be honest. Yeah, nah, hell no, nah. no. Nah. Well, what,
1: what would you break him off if you was Kanye? What would you cash? And yeah, we, we just talking
0: cash. Yeah, we writing a check. We writing a check. Man, like a meal? Couldn't, man, you, we know how it is, dude. You look at Forbes one. and niggas, net worth be one thing, their yeah. liquid cash is complete. Now he don't have a million dollars to hand
1: off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I, give him, I give him stock in Yeezy. Like the yeah, whole like- or a, percentage,
0: a percentage of or Ye- something like yeah, that. Like two, 3% of that. Yeah, exactly. I would company. do that.
1: Yeah. yeah, you can have that. For yeah, sure. You got good stock options in Yeezy. Yeah, i do that 100%. Shout out to Succession. I learned them 4% <laughs> can be a lot of goddamn money. Facts. Who had have 4% <laughs> in the company was $325 million. You
0: know what I'm saying? Jesus. <laughs> um hey man we are talking thanksgiving It's right around the corner crep up again as always god damn um i'm ready right, for they it doing, too
1: they're doing something with the time man there's something going yes. on like shit Shit's, is flying by like unridiculously
0: crazy shit, shit shit coming up too quick of a pace next week we're, go- we're gonna do our annual thanksgiving episode if you've been listening for a couple of years you know how we get down with the guests who's coming to dinner but this week we're going to talk about what we're thankful for in 2021, man, when it comes to this rap game. We're going to talk about trends, verses, features, all that good shit. But let's kick it off, man, with an artist or artist that you were thankful for in 2021 that did their thing.
1: I This took me some thinking to do. And um, I didn't want to go too sideways with this. So it's kind of a mainstream answer. Yeah. But the reason that I picked this person is because most of the big dogs have dropped this year. And with the big dogs dropping, I got to see how they approached it being away for a while. The person that I've seen with the most passion that gave a fuck about everything the most and has been continuously doing so for the last couple of years is J. Cole. Mm. Uh, the off season is amazing. The facts. I think his energy and what he does holds everybody else to a standard that I appreciate, and that's why I'm thankful for him. Drake know he can't come out here bullshitting. Kendrick Lamar know he can't come out here bullshitting because J. Cole is outside. I'm outside every year. I got artists outside. My nigga, I do this, I rap, and I'm fucking good at it. And I ain't going to shy away from saying that. And anybody that won't smoke can get it. Mm-hmm. I love that about J. Cole. He has the energy that... He has that energy that we grew up on in hip-hop. That's why I appreciate it so much. With Kendrick Lamar, he off in his own bubble. In a silo, I ain't really... It's like, I'm not in the same league as y'all niggas. I'm playing a different sport. With Drake, it's the same thing. I mean, rightfully so. His niggas are okay. pop artists. Like, he, he, he we've never seen anything like Drake, so I ain't really got to do what you niggas do. With J. Cole, I think years from now, when a generation passes, we're going to look back and wonder why we were comparing niggas to him. He's going to mm-hmm. be hands down the best rapper of this generation, and I appreciate the energy that he brings to the game. I'm thankful for J. Cole.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm rocking with that too. The album it, it was stupid tough. Uh, of course, it'll be up there on that top ten list when we finish this year out. Cole did his thing, man. He, even watching him and his failed NBA Africa attempt, mm-hmm. it's it's still with it. It was a nice rollout, man, with the album. I I give him that. Uh, but I I, I fuck with too. Cole too.
1: That go to what I'm saying. Like you said, I'm glad you brought that up with the NBA rollout shit. There's a difference between what J. Cole's doing and, and I think that rollout with the NBA stuff kind of personified it. It's like, nigga, I'm trying. I ain't reached cruise control yet. I'm still trying, whether it be basketball tryouts, whether I drop an off-season album and just record this in, in, in just randomly. But I'm trying. Like, I'm not necessarily sure that's the case for the other niggas that are his counterparts in the top three. Like, I don't it know is- if they're necessarily trying.
0: They more so in cruise control. Now he sounded hungry. He was hungry on that album. Nice. He's been hungry all year. I'm going to keep it a stack because he's been ripping nice. features and everything. air thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody else that's been hungry, in my opinion, who I mentioned that I was thankful for, I got Jada, bro. Mm. Jada gave us some good content this year, dude. <laughs> like, he went two for two on the Versus stage. He done brought the locks back from the dead, respectfully. I'm always been a fan, but let's be honest. The verses put them back on the map. He has been killing shit all year long. He has brought real, he he had people talking about real performances and real shows and showing what it means to actually put on a real legitimate show. And he had to make an example out of diplomats, which is one of my favorite groups back in the day. So I hate that it had to be them, but you were the ones that got made an example out of because y'all came into the verses lacking. And the locks and Jada man. specifically, as the head man of the locks, took them to school, and brought like real fundamentals of hip hop shit back that everybody appreciated, nigga, from east to west, from north to south, nigga. Like everybody was like, "Hey, they killed that shit," and locks and uh, Jada was the main reason for it. Um, So yeah, I, he's been killing shit, man. I love, I love to see because we talked about this just a little bit. Like, rap is a young man's game, however you still have people in like a Jada range that are still very much quote unquote relevant to a large number of people and that can still move the needle with a group of people. And it's cool to not see them looking washed and flabby and sick, dude. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> because when we were younger, the artists that came before the people that we looked up to, but they looked down, they let like it handle no paper. You know what I'm saying? Like they were like, eh. Like, Jada and them, like, they still eating good. Like, like, like he's doing pull-ups in
1: Central Park.
0: Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you don't want to see those rappers going out sad, and they're not. And I feel like Jada is a, is a good representation of that. So he's definitely an artist that I was thankful for this year, man. I'm fucking with what he got going on.
1: Absolutely. I like that.
0: It's good,
1: but it's not enough. Like the men say with camera. One of the best memes of the year, gifts of the year. Absolutely. I fuck with that. And Jada's done his thing, man. And like you said, one of mine, we'll get into it later. I just appreciate the culture for the older rappers right now in the game. Verse of the, that I'm thankful for, not verse of the year. We'll do that at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. But, uh, this one right here, I remember when I put this on and the, the little pack dropped, it was Drake. That's scary. I was too. And, uh, Little baby verse on that goddamn wants and needs. He snapped. I really couldn't believe that he had, that he went and did that on a Drake feature. I he thought snapped. that we would get some typical little baby and it would be, I right, that was cool. And then Drake would come through and murder it. But he hey, he came in there knowing, hey, nigga, this is a Drake verse. Drake finna come in here and do it. I want to show people that this is the next dude. I'm the next generation. I'm what people are listening to in the locker room now. I'm what's cool. I'm here to kind of take the torch from Drake. Not necessarily saying that he's through, but that space that he operated in, that's mine now. Because he's moved on, he's moved up. And I think this verse did that. This verse solidified that it showed people that Baby was really here to rap and he can be a superstar. Had success before this, I understand that. But I think getting on this track with Drake and doing what he did, showing you that he take this shit serious and I can rap a person under the table too. I loved it. Still listening to this verse to this day. That little baby verse on wants and needs is what I'm thankful for.
0: Yeah, no, nah, I ain't gonna lie. That's that was one of those ones that made people go, wait, damn, what? This nigga, like, like this nigga has improved. Like, damn, like yeah, like he's already have been doing his thing, but you it's one of those verses that like oh, he like he left rappin'. his footprint, bro. Like it's memorable. And yeah. and Drake, and this is some people gonna think this is cap. Drake is underrated at letting people eat though. Like, he let people live, bro. Because you know how many times we've heard artists be like, man, that nigga came in and killed my shit. I had to come in and go behind him and do another verse.
1: I came and did it again.
0: I came in. Like, how many times? Or or they added something at the end. Like, how many times have we heard people say that? And he could very well do that. Trust me. If Drake wanted to body a nigga on this shit, he could have cut that verse in half. And then came back behind the nigga singing, harmonizing it <laughs> like and then rapped again and, and stomped him if he wanted to, but he lets people eat. So I and but still to baby's credit, he still got to come on there and do his thing. And he did, he killed that verse. That's a good
1: point. And that's what I like about Drake. It's hard to be hard for why would people be hating or hate Drake? I don't understand it because he's such a fan of hip-hop. Drake yep. like loves rap. Yep. And yep. if a nigga get on his shit, like you can see him at the battle yep. raps, and you can tell that nigga loves. Rap. So when they nigga get on his shit and do what baby did, like you said, I ain't yeah. gonna do it. No disservices by touching it, my nigga. You, you went off. I ain't gotta come in behind him or nothing. You got me. It's the competitive spirit of that for me. Because then baby, knowing the nigga, he knowing the next one, I'm coming for you. Yeah, like it reminded me. I watched the KG doc this uh weekend, man. And the most interesting thing about it, and it's like what you said with Drake, like that nigga loves basketball, dude. Like it's it's amazing. How much this nigga is like just loves basketball and all? You know, I feel the same way about Drake and rap and just lyrics and balls.
0: Yeah, nah, that's a fact. Um, that was a fire verse though. All in all, what uh, verse you a, got? a verse that I'm and a feature that I'm thankful for. Uh, I didn't think we were going to get a real version of this song. It leaked, actually, by Drake. Leaked it's a record weird, that was allegedly weird. dissing him featuring Andre 3000 and Kanye West. And listen, when I tell you, even with the low-fi, low-quality version, that Andre 3000 verse was special. Even with that. P- fast forward this past weekend, and the Donda Deluxe comes out, and it's got the CD quality. It's mixed and mastered. Got a brand-new Kanye verse. But that Andre 3000 verse stole the show. That that, that I'm spoiler alert. Right? That's verse of the year, bro. Mm. That if you... There's go, no listen. way on God's green earth that you can listen to that song and not feel some type of way if you a have are close to your parents b have kids or c have any soul whatsoever in your body one of those three dude if you have any one of those three, then you felt that verse right there that Andre was talking, nigga that shit is complete flames. I listened to it over and over and over again in the car. It sounded even better. And I damn near had an out-of-body experience after like the fourth listen. That's how special that shit was, dude. That song is fucking incredible. But I'm sticking to the verse. 103,000 verse was the verse of the year. Spoiler alert. I'm stepping all over my end-of-the-year episode. But that shit is crack.
1: I got to get on that. Man. I don't think I've listened to the seat. What? The I ain't even know that the Luxe dropped. I ain't gonna lie to you. I've heard the verse when they leaked it, but I ain't even know the deluxe drop. I'm going to listen to that when we get done with this.
0: That shit, that verse, it, and Andre 3000, we know he's the, he's the serial verse killer. You know what I'm saying? He's the feature destroyer, but this- you call him
1: to get killed. You call him yeah, to get murdered. If he don't murder you on the track, he didn't do Andre 3000.
0: This was, like, dude, man, this is why people, that verse is why people put dude, in their top fives their top tens even though he ain't really got a true rap solo it's bars like that because that's just special
1: i'm gonna check that out when we get done please do you sleeping facts a trend or some what is it a trend or
0: yeah i mean just a a trend or um any any (laughs) anything in hip-hop non not necessarily a person you know that you were into I, I can definitely go. I thought um, I was glad. I was thankful that live shows came back. Hmm. Of course, we know what happened last year in the pandemic. All that shit shut down. We had no idea coming in the top of the year when or if people were ever going to be back outside. We, we thought it was we thought quarantine was going to last for the rest of our life. It felt like it. Forever. Forever. <laughs> that, was, that was a good one. Uh, but eventually doors opened back up. People came back outside. And we got dope events like live verses. You got um the Donda listening parties. um Those were super dope. I'm extra glad I went. And I'm so glad they didn't play that "Life of the Party" at that live event because they would. Fifteen thousand people would have saw a grown man have a nervous breakdown if I'd have heard that in public. um And then live shows too. I went to the Benny show. Uh, you know, saying live shows are back. Man, people are touring again. Um, on the flip side of that you got the tragedy at astral world unfortunately uh that kind of overshadowed all of this other good stuff but for the most part rolling loud went without a hitch in new york and in miami and you had mad festivals going on with no issues so it was just cool to good good to see people back outside and uh enjoy music in person yeah the live
1: i, I agree i ain't went to any live shows but i definitely look forward to attending some where I can't and won't get my shoes dirty though. So if it's a venue where my shoes won't get fucked up, I'm in there. <laughs> uh, somebody got arrested at Rolling Loud New York, didn't you? Who was it? You remember?
0: Uh was it New York or was it Miami? That's somebody got arrested. New though? York, somebody got arrested on that was oh, so no, no.
1: Joe Joe Budden and they were talking about it. Uh trend cool. that I'm thankful for you hit on it a little bit earlier. This is like this was not the case when you and I were growing up in hip hop. If you were old an older person you were labeled as flabby and sick out of here no one wanted to hear from you thankfully that trend has changed in 21 man thanks to podcasting thanks to just niggas still being on a bop like jay-z at 40 plus niggas just putting out verses like the older crowd of hip-hop man i appreciate it so much that we're not shuffling our legends out anymore we're treating them like legends like other genres of music rock country like they do we're not saying oh they don't have anything to say because they're old and they're not the most popular or famous rapper anymore. We're listening to them. We're taking advice from their at places. They're doing features still like Project Pat on Drake album. Like I love the fact that we are embracing the old heads in hip hop now. It's going to mean longevity for the culture. We're gonna learn a lot more listening to the people that have been through it, and I just love to see it. Like, I don't even know where it started, but I kind of credit 444, and even before that, we're like we just started accepting what older people like Jay Z and that crowd. Jada Kiss, you brought a good example of. Joe Button with his podcast, Fat Joe with his podcast, Scarface with his podcast. Like nope. I just love that the older crowd is getting to talk, and I'm getting to listen to that. Thankful for that
0: yeah i agree and that's funny because that i had one more that alludes to that Mm. a a trend that i like this year i I was thankful for was the rapper interviews Mm. um kanye's interview was entertaining birdman's interview on on big facts was entertaining um a couple of other people that you just named that like fat whether it's fat joe's recaps like that shit was hella entertaining like people are getting their stories told project pat told his whole story on Vlad. I had never heard his whole story, even though shout out to Project Pat, friend of the show, but he took it from the beginning. let chat like niche artists like that, get to tell their story and it's documented somewhere. And that's cool to see. And, and, and depending on who you're a fan of, I guarantee you, man, in the last two to three years, they've had an interview where they've got to tell their story where 10 years ago, that shit didn't exist. The medium didn't exist for it. So, uh, I, I think that's been big. Give it, and I think it kind of started well, maybe not started, but I know Combat Jack played a role. Mm. Um, rest in peace, Combat Jack. And then with Drink Champs, because they're big on giving people their flowers, and so they had a, a super uh, specific avatar of a person come through, and you knew that they were going to go through their whole joint. So, and it was going to be long form, and so that's cool, man. Like, it's it's dope to see people ain't out here looking washed. Silk the Shocker was on Drink Champ. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're getting good. You're getting stuff from people's legends, man, because everybody is a legend to somebody. We talked about this Thanks. before, bro. Nigga, nigga argued us down Project Pat was better than Jay-Z. The he, he, with the straightest face of all time, bro. So, like, he's ecstatic that he gets to watch his Project Pat interview in 2021 I, on a big, quote-unquote, big platform. Like, hearing him do. on Drake shit? Bro, like, come on, bro. I wonder
1: like, well, where they do that dude at, man. Yeah, that was funny as hell, man. I wonder what he had today. Man, y'all crazy, man. Project Pat better than Jay-Z, man. God, that's crazy. I never, I would never forget that in my life, ever. Hell no, nah. but it was
0: dope. It was, but that's dope to see, man. Yeah, I love, I love that. seeing that shit, bro. People looking healthy, ain't nobody that's, looking crazy. Yeah, you know niggas saying? doing, like I
1: said, niggas doing pull ups in Central Park, yeah. drinking the juices. hits out the Styles P. Like I love it. Like we just didn't see that when we were young. Like and it was over for niggas. Once you went in the mainstream and you I want popular, it was a rap with no juice bars. With no verses, nah. with no podcast, nigga, it was over, nigga. So I love to see the success being shared. I love it,
0: man. Let us know what you guys think. What are you thankful for this year in hip hop? Whether that's an artist, whether that's a specific feature, or just a trend that you saw, man. Let us know in the comments. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube, man, leave a comment. Let us know. Um, we got some some uh, we got some wins and some losses. We're going to hand out an L to Miss Rico Nasty. She was doing a show. She's having a rough time on tour with Playboy Cardi right now. Um, yeah. in this recent <laughs> a stop, she actually jumped in the crowd um, to approach someone that threw a bottle at her while she was on stage. Um, so L to Rico Nasty. And that was coming off the heels of her getting booed off stage at, an- <laughs> at another location, man. It's getting, it's getting tricky. This was after the Travis Scott shit. Yeah. Like, have you no sense? Yeah. Like, come on, woman! Like, she kind of slow. No, I, well, actually, I ain't gonna lie. It, the, the people that are booing her but cheering for Playboy Cardi, I would argue, are more slow than she is right now.
1: They're Playboy Cardi, more, worst
0: rapper of all time, bro. Fuck even
1: you. more reason not to go into the crowd. It's a good point. Come on, man, you a lady, dude? These crazy. <laughs> you got Playboy Cardi fans booing you, and you want to go approach them? Like, you know, Rico nasty? This got to do with what is it, artist training and management, man? People need to learn how to work crowds and stuff. Like it's that's just, true. It's, get, it's dangerous, as we seen with the Travis Scott situation. That's it's true. Just, that's, shit
0: is but nice. hey, but stop throwing shit though. That's stupid. Stop throwing shit on the t- that
1: Oh, I, I love the nigga that threw something in security, saw you, and they get I worked. Mean. You get, get folded a big that that work like nigga steam rolled up out of it. I love that because you shouldn't have been in here playing, nigga. I love that. Every time I'm, I'm watching all of those videos and they in the crowd that got
0: worked for playing.
1: Yeah. Like I'm watching all of those.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, let's flip the script, man. We got a W to the long awaited bone and three, six mafia verses is finally announced, man. Good to see that actually happen. If you remember early last year, bone and three six tried to hold their own verses and Swiss and Tim Put the call in and say, hold on, man, chill out. Y'all got to chill out. Relax. We finally got it, man. Or it's coming next month. Yeah, they were like, relax, get in line. Yeah. Um, we got this. <laughs> I'm fucking with this. I'm I'm definitely fucking with this. 100%. That's three six in a wash, though.
1: Really? I don't got some smash. It's like They, gonna they do. With, but they're going to play with Crossroads. Come on.
0: They'll, they'll win that one. They'll win Crossroads. Crossroads.
1: They're going to win Crossroads.
0: They're going to win Notorious Thugs. They're going to win Crossroads. And everything else is going to be a battle.
1: Notorious Thugs as well. 36 6 ain't got no song with Biggie and Jay. They're gonna win both the Biggie and uh pop, pop features. That's the rap and easy. Ah, oh, yeah, they do got a pop. Oh, this is gonna be a battle. You sleep. Yeah, I might be sleeping. I'm you high. sleep. This, gonna be be a, this might be a hype.
0: This might be a
1: hype right here.
0: Yeah, no, nah, I'm fucking with this though, man. This is gonna be good to see again. People on there not looking. Wild. I hope they're not on there with uh wear jeans on and shit like. Hopefully they switch. got
1: the check beforehand and they get the. There, go there you
0: go, <laughs> big boy shit, His sacks up before yeah, they pull yeah, up. Hopefully <laughs>
1: versus break them off beforehand. <laughs> they just in L A. So they can go just hit swap me real quick and get fresh. They don't take much for them niggas. They hey,
0: well, I would have went to that if that was here. I don't went to
1: that, yeah, that. That wouldn't have been a bad one to go. That'd to. be but cool I ain't having L A. Yeah, it was dumb That'd to have it at L A. No, that's
0: whack. That's stupid. Uh, it ain't shit open in L A. Either. Yeah, they should have had that in Atlanta. Agreed. Um, One more W, man, before we get out of here. Big Sean just broke ground on his movie theater that he's building in downtown Detroit. It should be ready to go late 2022, man. That's crazy.
1: I've never been to Detroit. You have. You said it's (laughs) It's rough. Terrible downtown. I I can't wait to see how this works out. I'm very anxious to see Detroit's a black city, so I'm supporting everything that he do and hope that it works out. But I'm definitely... Going to be paying attention to this. Uh, I'm interested. I, I even want to know how he got the land. Like, I, I so many questions I have for this. I listened to a podcast about Detroit politics called uh, slow burn or some shit like that.
0: Okay.
1: He went to the hole about the mayor that got arrested up there. So I was just wondering how he even got the politics to get the land and get this shit approved. But I'm 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 rooting for him. I want to see this happen.
0: Big having Sean been some big moves. Having been to Detroit relatively recently. I guarantee you it was not expensive to buy that land
1: because <laughs> downtown Detroit, cool. all that shit, like you said, run down, ain't it? So if, it looked like
0: BMF, it looked it look like the TV show <laughs> BMF, it looked like at right now. <laughs> That's how it looks.
1: But the, like, if, if it looks like that, it got to be a reason, like they ain't selling the land or something. I know people want to buy that shit. I think it's I'm the like, casino,
0: well, bro. Hmm.
1: The casino downtown. Was it bad business this? Like,
0: I think I think that takes money away. I, there's, I think there's something with that, bro, because that's why you don't see casinos in major metropolitan cities, with the exception of a tourist Vegas. city like Vegas. Vegas yeah. They're usually on the outskirts, hmm. except the one in Detroit. And I, I think there's something to it being run down. They got one right downtown. Literally, it's literally right. MGM is right downtown. Hmm. That's crazy. Right, right down the street from blocks and blocks of bando's, nigga. Shit look crazy. um. On Decker of the Week, man, we're going to YouTube. Shout out to Ben Blazing Creations. Left a comment on the Wendy Day episode, man. They said, appreciate you guys for putting Wendy on the podcast. She stays dropping gems about the industry and how it takes much more than talent to make an impact in the music business. Appreciate you, Ben, man. Hey, we got two more episodes of Wendy in the cut, man. You got to pull those up. Thanks, man. Go check those out. Um, got good feedback from that Wendy episode too, man. And that's, listen, we Wendy's got to have always- her own reoccurring dog to answer some questions for us. Cause be happening in the industry. We don't be know what the fuck going on. She can clear it up for us.
1: Facts and she can break it down. Wendy's always fun, man. I love to hear just the perspective, the front row seat per se. I think that's you our specialty putting those people that have the front row seats to what's going on. Cause we were, we, we have the front row seats as fans. So the rest of the people in our kind of pure purview, that's going kind to of what we offer to you guys. So I loved it. I love having a conversation.
0: with. hundred percent, man. What you got to put me on, though? Two things. Uh,
1: One, shout out to Cali from Bezel Gang, Nashville artist, man. He dropped his album, Man on the Low, has been out for about two weeks. Been doing a lot of promo for it. I took a listen to it this week. I like yes, it, sir. man. Cali, yes, check sir. him out, man. It's called Man on the Low. I fuck with that album. Absolutely. Um, I checked it out, too. You fuck yeah, I, I like it. Got some nice features on there. Good representation of the city, man. Y'all go check out it out, man. On oh the Lord, Shout out to Bezel Gang and back. Uh that's one. Two is uh man, it was something on TV, and I'm hot.
0: And I just freaking forgot it when you asked. Yeah, that's me. how you know you old yeah, facts. I think of it while you're saying yours. Damn. Um, I'm going to music, and it's funny we talked about um people aging gracefully, man, and and just listening to age-appropriate rap. If you need... I know we have a lot of listeners that actually listen for their kids to keep up with what's going on with what they checking out. I got something for the parents, man. Check out Joel Ortiz's new album, Autograph, Uh, (laughs) Age-Appropriate. He's saying real shit on there that's going to resonate with you if you wash like myself, but still fly and cool and shit like also myself. So check out Joel Ortiz's Autograph.
1: Niggas tried to laugh me out the room. Two albums. Well, last album Joel Lt dropped, and I told him it was Bang. You did say that. I told Joel T's to be rapping his ass off. His album made my top 10 list that year.
0: Yeah, you did so, uh, See, that, that's what that's what blew it though. When you went too far, <laughs> you went too far when you did that. But this is a good album, though. It's got some good joints on here for real.
1: I I, I definitely gonna check that out because I fuck with Joel. Uh my other one was uh Narcos Mexico. I finished that this weekend, man. People think that the narco series has fell off. Hey, man, it, it, it got a strong case for six seasons of straight through. I don't think Damn. it's a bad episode because you got the regular narcos where they was talking about Colombia and you got the narcos Mexico. Where it's talking about Mexico and they put it all together. Hey, I, and you have to be into that, too. There's a lot of ad libbed and reading shit, but it's all subtitles Yeah, excuse me. A lot of subtitles. But if you're into like how that whole drug trade started from Mexico to Colombia and got to the U.S., that shit was fire. Like the ending was great. Uh, the the how it stuck to reality. I looked up some of the people and looked at a documentary after That shit was fire. A lot of information there. Narcos Mexico, new season just dropped. I finished the last episode uh this weekend.
0: That's how you know something good when you when you go into that deep dive after you start looking started at looking Wikipedia
1: and wondering where this motherfucker had, and like yep. what happened to him then. Like that shit was like I, I was all that shit was good, man
0: yeah man guys let us know what y'all are thankful for we're thankful for y'all tapping into the podcast that's number one leaving comments likes retweets we appreciate all of that good shit man and do us a favor youtube.com slash on deck tv make sure you hit that subscribe button for your folks one time uh anything else before we get out of here
1: Yo, man, same as you. Appreciate you guys tapping in, man. Um, Let us know who you guys would invite to Thanksgiving dinner all week, man. Leave the comments. Let us know. That's the episode for next week. Who's coming to Thanksgiving dinner hip-hop style? We do it every year. We love to know what you guys think so we can read a couple of them on the show. Uh, But, again, thank you, guys. It's the On Deck TV podcast. Many more.
0: All of them.